This week is story number nine in the Immortal Ranger series, Immortal Ranger at Once a Ranger. Jason looked into the room where his girlfriend was staying. Kira had been hard to persuade at first, but had finally caved into moving in with him. While it was technically Kira's room, she only used it to store her things and as a small mini-studio. When it came to sleeping, though, the two of them were sharing a room. Jason grinned a bit. After Trini, he hadn't thought that any girl would ever be able to make him happy again. Yet somehow, Kira had managed to do just that without even trying. The two young women were so different, yet where it really mattered, they were the same. They had both been the foundation of his strength. He looked up as Kira came in. She looked worn out. Her first CD was nearly ready to come out, and soon they would see whether or not others liked Kira's music as much as her hometown had. The brown-haired girl smiled at her boyfriend of two years as she fell into his arms and closed her eyes, just enjoying the feeling of having him wrap his arms around her. You okay? Jason questioned her. Yeah, sure, no problem, the yellow dino thunder ranger said as she snuggled deeper into his arms. I have got to admit, I'm not sure why I gave up the whole ranger gig. It was so much easier blowing up monsters than it was dealing with all of this stuff. She couldn't help but laugh at herself. I can't believe I'm actually saying that I miss Mesagog, she complained. Do you know how much I wish I still had my Petra scream? It would be a lot easier to blow off some steam if I could go and scream my head off and watch something blow up. Jason chuckled a bit at this. That is one nice thing about having been a ranger without having extra powers. Most of us already knew how to fight and didn't need the enhancements of the power to do much except give us extra healing, speed, and strength when we weren't morphed. Says the guy that can heal himself from a gunshot wound and has a magic wand built into his monster sword. Kira reminded him with a look while nodding to the blade that was just barely visible. Jason grinned sheepishly at her. Hey, they never told me that they were moving that wand into the sword until after everything was done. The mystic dragon knight of time told his girlfriend. Besides, you heard the lady of the lake. She's not removing it. As far as she and Mystic Mother are concerned, the wand is mine to use. I know, I just worry about you, Kira admitted. You have so much power, and you just seem to keep getting stronger and stronger no matter what it is that you do. I mean, I know that's part of the reason that you stay out of the ranger end of things as much as possible, and it's also why you do your best to stay out of the game as well. You can't chance your powers going to someone else. It just hurts sometimes to see you... Like this, sometimes you don't really fit in anywhere. Jason smiled at the girl. Don't worry about me so much. I've learned to survive. Kira looked at him. Maybe, but what happens when all the people that you know all die out? Jason winced at this as the thought of going on without Kira or some of the others was not a thought that he really wanted to contemplate. He remembered how Trini's death had nearly destroyed him, and wasn't looking forward to having to go through that with the people that he knew. Let's not worry too much about that right now, Jason said, capturing the former Yellow Ranger's lips. The two enjoyed the kiss for a moment and began stumbling back till they fell onto the couch. The Red and Yellow Ranger's hands roamed over each other. As the pair began reaching for each other's shirts, a golden flash of light shone in the room. The pair rolled off the couch and stumbled to their feet. The pair took defensive positions as an armored figure stood before them. The figure wore what looked like mystic knight armor, only he was a spirit of some sort, and he had a golden light practically flashing out of his chest. Who are you? Kira growled out in annoyance, glaring at the thing that had just invaded their home and interrupted them. I am the Sentinel Knight, the figure said in a deep echoing voice, and I have come to the two of you for aid, Jason and Kira. You are needed as rangers once again. We're not rangers anymore, Jason interjected nervously. I can restore your powers for the battles to come, and you can help to combat a creature of the past that I thought gone long ago. Let me guess, you thought that if you imprisoned this person that you wouldn't have to kill him, and now you need us to do what you couldn't do all those years ago? Jason asked in a tired and knowing manner. Jason, Kira hissed, stepping on her boyfriend's foot to keep him quiet. Sorry, the muscular figure grumbled. Why do you need us? Kira questioned the Sentinel Knight. There are other rangers. You don't need us. 
In fact, there is a very public Power Ranger team out there right now. They're on the news all the time. The forces of darkness have robbed the current Power Rangers of their powers. Until their powers can be restored, we need the aid of those that can battle the powers of evil, the Sentinel Knight explained to the former Yellow Ranger. I have come to you looking for aid until the Operation Overdrive Rangers have managed to repair their morphers. The two former Rangers exchanged worried glances. A Power Ranger being without their powers could be dangerous for all of the team. An entire team without their powers, though, was even more dangerous. They knew what it was like to be without powers, but they both knew that Jason couldn't casually go running into a ranger battle unless he was really needed. If you can restore our powers, then why do you need us? Can't you do the same thing for them? Jason questioned curiously. I wish that I could. Unfortunately, Thrax has done more than damage their morphers. He has disrupted the Operation Overdrive Ranger's very connection to the morphing grid, while they were still morphed. The two former rangers winced at this, knowing that the force of something like that happening had probably been extremely painful. Who's Thrax? Jason questioned curiously. I feel like I should know that name. Maybe you were watching the news when you saw Thrax challenge the Power Rangers on the news, the Sentinel Knight suggested to the Immortal Ranger. Yeah, Kira agreed. I know when I saw that newscast, I had to get on a conference call with Connor, Ethan, Trent, and Haley to try and convince Dr. O that he didn't have to go and face Thrax. Haley called us later and said that a lot of the former Rangers also called him up to talk him out of it after we ran out of arguments. I understand he wanted to pull together all the older Red Rangers from Andros to you for this mission before we all managed to talk him out of it. Like Thrax being on Earth was somehow his fault. He even went as far as saying it was the duty of the originals to deal with them. So who is he? Jason questioned, getting the uncomfortable feeling in his gut that he wasn't going to like the answer, particularly if Tommy had been all set to call him out of retirement to help deal with the guy and felt it was their responsibility to deal with it. Tommy only ever called him when he needed something ugly done and didn't want to ruin the reputation of the other Power Rangers. Kira looked slightly uncomfortable at this before looking at the Sentinel Knight hopefully. The spirit of the Sentinel Knight sighed before nodding to the Yellow Ranger. Thrax happens to be the son of Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa. The pair waited for Jason to process that bit of information. Okay, a pale-faced Jason said. The idea of the two of them getting it on is definitely more than enough to make me sick. But even so, the kid can't be more than, what, 12 years old? How could he be that much of a threat? Actually, it is believed that Rita gave birth to the child sometime during the time that you and the Pink Ranger were sacrificed to Malagor. After the birth of the child, Zed and Rita then sent the child back in time, where he and I met in combat over the moon where I imprisoned him. You imprisoned him on the moon like his mother? Jason questioned in amusement. Was it in a giant dumpster as well? Indeed it was. Those dumpsters were made particularly to hold spellcasters. The one holding Thrax must have cracked or not been made of a pure enough dampening power. Or he has the combined power of Zed and Rita, which is a rather uncomfortable thought, Jason pointed out to the Sentinel Knight. After they finally left Earth, they managed to have enough power to stop the Gold Ranger on Triforia during the UAE's push to take over the galaxy. And of all the various things that have tried to take over the Earth, only a handful of them had the raw power to regularly create their own monsters. Most of them hired or enslaved others to do their dirty work for them. Zed and Rita created their own monsters, though. For raw power, those two were some of the strongest enemies that the Power Rangers ever faced. You are correct, the Sentinel Knight agreed. Perhaps it wasn't strong enough. Now then, will you help us, though? Of course, Kira said without hesitation. Jason nodded. I won't go as a ranger, but I will go along. There might be something that I can do to help. If that is how you wish it, Sentinel Knight said, waving his hand, the two disappeared from their apartment in flashes of light. Jason shook his head as he watched from a hill as the various rangers from different teams blast into the pair that had thought digging Stonehenge up would be a good idea. All this because they wanted some sort of ultimate power thing. It was like the Zeo Crystal all over again as far as he was concerned. 
The only difference was that the Zeo crystal hadn't been protected nearly as well as these gems were. The two monsters had just beaten the depowered rangers. One carried a pair of swords while the other carried matching black guns. He smirked as he watched the familiar form of the green mystic force ranger try and bind the two armored creeps up in the roots of a tree. The blue one managed to get out of the way before the roots grabbed on, though. An explosion from a time-traveling red ranger he had seen once before in Reefside blasted the one Xander had missed with a pair of powerful handguns. The black-armored one broke free of the tree roots and was attacked by the yellow dino thunder ranger flying by and slicing him with her petrigrips before landing on top of one of the giant stones. The blue ninja storm ranger then attacked the blue armored one by ninja streaking all around him. The light blue collared ranger got several good hits into the monster. The pair of creatures were back to back now after the multiple attack by the veteran power rangers. Jason chuckled. He knew that in some respects that the group was holding back and being flashy since they couldn't risk them turning away from them and focusing on the powerless rangers. Still, he thought that it m would have been easier if they were to just kill the two armored beings. He placed the thought off to the side for the moment, though, and watched. He couldn't help his own astonishment as the black Mighty Morphin Power Ranger seemed to appear out of nowhere and slammed his power axe down into the ground, causing a small crack in the earth that threw the pair back. He wondered if this was Zack or Adam underneath the familiar-looking uniform. Memories of fighting alongside both of these rangers flashed through his mind. But those days were over. He couldn't do that sort of thing anymore. He looked off to the side and saw that the Sentinel Knight was hovering beside his motorcycle. At least he would have a way to get around. The Immortal nodded towards the entity that had brought the Ranger world back into his life and mounted the bike. He glanced back down where the two groups of Rangers were and saw that the others had finally powered down now that the two monsters had run away and were talking with the current team. As good a time as any to join them. He would have to help the rangers right their jeep now, of course. With their red ranger, his help might not be needed. The guy was unnaturally strong. Jason rode his bike down and watched as the red ranger went about lifting the jeep up and setting it down. They all turned to look and saw the rider heading their way. Kira grinned and ran toward her boyfriend, who scooped her up in a hug. Xander followed after her, recognizing the bike that had rolled up to them. How you doing, mate? He greeted, offering his hand, which the biker quickly accepted. I was wondering if they're going to drag you into this as well, what with you being who you are and all. I do what I have to do, the helmeted figure said. Jason pulled his helmet off. Besides, you know as well as I do that if I had refused the offer, the Lady of the Lake or Mystic Mother would have made me come. The green mystic ranger chuckled and nodded in agreement at this statement. Jason turned away from those that he had run into over the years and faced off with Adam. Hey bro, long time no see, he greeted with a wary smile. Jason, Adam greeted darkly. He had mixed emotions as he saw his former teammate sitting on the motorcycle. He remembered the last two times that he had seen Jason. He had been a teenager. Of course, both of those times he had been carrying a sword with monster blood. He remembered the sick feeling that he had felt each time that he had watched Jason kill off a monster with a sword. While Goldar deserved death, he couldn't help but feel that killing Elgar had been needless and more of an act of revenge than anything else. While Elgar had been a general, he had also been an idiot, not someone that needed to be treated like that in the end. All of the rangers looked at the pair, wondering about that tension that could be felt between the two veterans. We can discuss this later if we have to, Kira said, glaring at Adam while taking a protective stance in front of Jason. The black mighty Morphin ranger nodded in reluctant agreement. Fine, let's go then, he said, gesturing toward the jeep that was waiting for them. Kira ignored the offer and leaped on behind Jason, causing Adam's eye to twitch, wondering just what kind of connection the two had. Xander held his hand out as a broom appeared in hand and hopped on, leaving Adam and the red SPD ranger to hop into the jeep along with the confused Operation Overdrive team. Jason stuck to the shadows as the various rangers introduced themselves, and the Sentinel Knight began to introduce everyone. 
So who's he? Will questioned, nodding toward Jason, who had yet to be introduced to any of them. Who, him? Xander said with a chuckle. Only one of the best there is in the business, Bridge said knowingly, remembering the beating that he and the others had received from the immortal the time they had to arrest him. He had since learned not to get in the way of the ranger who had gotten in the way of their work recently, though he did check in from time to time. <sighs> I'm Kira Ford's chief of security, Jason said, stepping forward before anyone could introduce him. He knew Adam and Kira wouldn't say anything. However, Xander knew him and might say something, and the red SPD ranger acted like he had seemed to know him as well, and he really didn't want either of them saying anything to the others. He hoped the pair got the message that he was trying to send here and didn't call him on who he really was. Since Kira Ford is who she is, the studio has me doing the odd security job. The fact that we were dating before I was given the job offer was just a bit of a bonus. Jason nodded to the various rangers around the room. I don't plan on getting too involved in the whole ranger thing unless I need to. He said, looking Adam's He said, looking Adam in the eyes as he said this. I'll deal with regular people for as long as I can and let you guys deal with the monsters that you'll be facing. The others nodded, and Adam seemed to visibly relax at this declaration of agreeing to stay out of this. Kira, Xander, and Bridge frowned at this, but just nodded in acceptance of his choice, knowing that they couldn't force the immortal Power Ranger to join them in the upcoming fight. The Operation Overdrive Rangers nodded in greeting, unaware of just whom it was that was standing before them. Jason flinched slightly as he heard the veteran rangers echo each other. Once a ranger, always a ranger. Could he even really live that way anymore? He was unsure, but he had agreed to come and help, so for now he would wait and see what he could do. Hopefully he wouldn't have to pick his morpher up again. Jason watched silently, though, as the rangers and their mentor, Mr. Hartford's faces, all turned to surprise shock as they were told the current team was being replaced, as the veteran rangers were now the new team of Power Rangers. He couldn't believe what the Sentinel Knight was doing. For an all-powerful being that had lived for thousands of years, he thought he had a lot to learn about humanity still. It had been a few days, and they were still at the Hartford Mansion. Jason was finding it harder and harder to sit on the sidelines while he watched people that he knew fight for others. However, he couldn't join them, and particularly not this team, with the way they were always in the news. If he joined them, he would have immortals after his head by the end of next day. Not something that he really wanted to deal with. The only thing that had made this job somewhat bearable was the training and sparring he was doing while here. Sparring with Adam brought back memories of simpler times in Angel Grove, while training unobserved with Xander and magic on some of the more basic spells with the Sword of Power was helpful as well. Jason walked in with the veteran rangers while they talked about the current set of zords. He personally preferred animal-based zords, but couldn't blame them for being excited about the machines. Xander was capable of turning into a Zord, so the piloting of a Zord had to be particularly exciting for him, since it was something that he and his team had missed out on. He watched the newbies as they observed the veterans, not getting involved as the veterans tried to reassure the Overdrive Rangers that they would soon be back on the field. None of them quite knew what they were talking about, though. Of all of them, Adam was the only one that might understand the idea of being replaced, but he knew how hard it was to have someone else come and do your job. He remembered that there had been days at the peace conference that he had stayed glued to the television watching the fights, staying ready in case Rocky couldn't handle being the Red Ranger. That was a lifetime ago, though, Jason mused. He was interrupted from his thoughts as an alarm went off and Adam led the group of rangers off. He was tempted to stay and comfort the powerless group, but he needed to get to the command center and be ready in case he was needed. Thank you guys so much for coming back to help, Mr. Hartford said as he walked around the Black Ranger. I know that you all must have busy lives that you need to get to. There's nothing more important than this, Adam assured the man as he worked. Jason and Adam had been recruited by Hartford to help out with the repairs for the Operation Overdrive Morphers. Mr. Hartford was the only one that the pair had informed of Jason's former time as a Power Ranger, and since then the man had kept the pair extremely busy on doing what they could to help repair the Morphers.
The two were lucky that they had both been friends of Billy's and were now using things that the first Blue Ranger had taught them about the Morphers to help out with the advanced technology that they were dealing with. He's right, Jason said as he ran a diagnostic. The world has to come first or else we won't have lives to get back to. Adam nodded in agreement with this, even if he didn't fully trust Jason anymore, it seemed that a part of him was a Power Ranger still at heart. We've dealt with Rita and Zed before. Seems like Thrax has inherited their worst parts. I'm still trying to get over the fact that Rita and Zed had a kid at all, Jason told his former teammate. You think that they entered some sort of time loop or something, or did they just throw the kid through a time portal? Adam paused as he considered this. Either one is possible, the Black Ranger admitted. This is Zed and Rita we're talking about. If I had to put a date on when the pair were doing it, though I would have to say... It was probably around the time that we got our turbo powers. Why then? Hartford questioned the Black Ranger with interest. Because we didn't have any trouble from them at all that year. All we had to deal with is Divatox. The pair of them weren't seen for nearly a year. If Rita's like a human female, then theoretically, then that could have been when they had Thrax. What about during the time of the Space Rangers, though? Hartford questioned. Possibly, but Andros, the Red Space Ranger, told us that he saw them at the UAE meeting right before Astronema came to Earth. He never mentioned anything like Rita looking bigger than she was. She was nexing on Triforia later that year, and Trey didn't say anything about it either, Adam replied to the man. It could also have been right after they got married, though, Jason pointed out to his friend. Sometimes there's a time delay, and sometimes there's not. It all depends on what kind of magic and portal power is being used to transport you, because sometimes you can be gone for several hours and reappear at that exact moment that you left, while other times the exact same amount of time passes between the time you left and the time that you were there. Adam nodded. That's a good point, and without knowing when Thrax is born, we can't know who he hates the most. Oh, that's easy, Jason said smugly while smirking. If he's anything like his parents, then he hates Tommy the most, or is at least obsessed with him. The two old friends began laughing as they realized the absurdity of the conversation they were having. Maybe they wanted a daughter so that they could officially bring Tommy into the family, Adam continued, wiping away a tear of mirth. Jason snickered at the thought of Tommy marrying into Zed's family. Can you imagine asking Zed if he could marry his kid? Jason asked, causing the two of to get started all over again. Mr. Hartford sighed in relief, glad to see the pair getting along. They were always slightly on edge around each other, as if they were waiting for the other to do something or other. I've reinforced the morphing grid so that Thrax can't cut off your powers as well, he said. We don't need a repeat of what Thrax did to the Overdrive Rangers. The man waved his arms around in exasperation. I don't have the technologies to repair all the damages already done, he explained to them. Adam got a pensive look as he began thinking. He then smirked. I think I know who might. He then turned to Jason. Gather the rangers. It's time for you to go to Angel Grove and stroll down memory lane. Angel Grove? Jason said in surprise before getting up and following after the black ranger. The two Morphin rangers gathered the team of rangers and left. Jason shifted nervously as he looked around. It had been a long time since he had been back in Angel Grove. The last time had been when he was passing through for Tommy's Forever Red mission. There were a lot of monsters, and dealing with this town he couldn't help but see various monsters as he walked around the area. The warehouse district had been one of the favorite places for the bad guys to send their monsters to attack. He remembered all of the various putties that he had fought here as well. Jason waited outside while the others went inside of the warehouse to look for Alpha. Jason shook his head to let them deal with what was going on. The Red Ranger and Blue Ranger were not people that knew him, or at least he didn't think that they knew him. Bridge always seemed to be on the verge of saying something and acted as if he knew him somehow. As a Power Ranger that was from the future, he supposed that it was a possibility that they had run into each other, although he doubted it. He couldn't think of anything that would make him return to the world that was the Power Rangers. His place wasn't with them anymore. He was interrupted from his musings when he saw several of Moltar's lava lizards moving toward the entrance of the warehouse. 
He was tempted to let them go in and let the rangers fight them when he noticed one of Flurio's chillers come flying through the open doors. So much for staying out of it, he grumbled. Hey, goon patrol, over here, he called out to Multor's troops. The lava lizards turned to look at the figure calling them out. Jason regarded them for a moment. All right, you got a chance here. Either take a hike or go through me before attacking the rangers. The creatures growled at each other for a moment before charging at the figure standing before them. They never learn, Jason said as he prepared for the monsters. Ducking punches and kicks, Jason danced around the group of monsters flowing between attacks that were aimed at him, occasionally letting them strike each other. Last warning, and then I get mean, he warned them. The creatures just made noises at him and surrounded the human again, preparing to finish the fight off. Fine, you brought this on yourselves, though. Jason caught the fist of the lead lava lizard and held it, looking at the foot soldier that for the first time seemed to realize the danger it was in. Jason's leg rose in the air and slammed into another. His arm lashed out, sending a third monster flying. Jason threw the monster he was holding into a third. The creatures climbed back to their feet and regrouped again. This time each of them drew their serrated swords. You want to make this more real is fine by me, Jason said. He wanted to draw his own sword, but a normal human blade probably wouldn't be enough to stand against the blades of these guys. Sword of power, I summon you. Light flashed, and the sword of power fell from the sky to land embedded in the ground in front of him. The immortal reached out and pulled it from the ground. Let's do it, Jason said as he got into a combat stance. The lizards hesitated, and Jason lunged at them. He threw his weight into the first attack and watched emotionlessly as the shoulder and arm of one of the monsters fell to the ground. He performed a high kick that caught another creature in the face, and the battle was on. The lava lizards were nervous as they realized that this was a fighter more like their own master than the Power Rangers. Snarling, they attacked. Jason brought his sword up as he kneeled down and caught all of the blades against his own, then pushed upward, throwing all of the blades and their users back. Jason grinned. None of them were strong enough to stop him, it seemed. Moving forward, he plunged his blade into one and pulled up, slicing the monster in half. He caught the arm of another and twisted so that the monster acted as a shield for him and took several blows meant for him. Turning, he sliced his attacker in the chest, leaving a deep wound that it wouldn't be getting up from any time soon. He dropped the other monster and turned to look at the last lava lizard who raised its sword and with a snarl charged at him. Jason ducked beneath the attack and clotheslined the creature in the gut, knocking it down. Jason then spun on his heel and let his sword slice through the neck of the lava lizard. He panted for a moment and turned to look up and saw that the veteran rangers were all watching him. Tori and Adam with disgust, Xander and Tori with grim acceptance, and Bridge did his best to ignore it. Jason shrugged as he turned back to what he was doing. Return, he commanded the sword, which faded in a flash of light. Hey guys, Jason said, looking at the group. You're still doing that then, Adam said tersely, looking at the mangled lava lizards that were littered around the first Red Ranger and his bloodstained sword. I guess Tommy's belief about what happened to those Tyranodrones that Elsa sent after you that time was right, then, if these guys are any indication of how you're dealing with the foot soldiers. I do what I have to do, Jason responded, remembering the group of foot soldiers that he had sliced up that time. This is why I don't like picking up a morpher anymore. We're probably all safer that way, Adam returned before turning to the crate that they had come for. Jason saw the glare that Kira and Xander were giving to the Black Ranger, but with a quick shake of his head, they nodded and pulled away instead of starting a fight with the Black Ranger. Tori looked surprised at the information that the young man before them was actually a former Power Ranger, and wondered what could have happened to make someone around her own age be so willing to pull out a sword and begin killing. I don't do the Ranger thing much because you and Tommy can't understand my method. Jason returned coolly before he began wiping the blood off the sword. Adam barely even nodded as he continued to walk away from the former leader of the Power Rangers. As the group returned, Jason couldn't help but notice the lack of people around. Where is everyone? he questioned as they entered. It looks like the place is deserted almost. 
The others left, Max said from where he was reading a pirate book. They figured that with you guys here and not having any ranger powers, it would be for the best if they weren't around. Well, they couldn't be more wrong, Xander argued. They need to be here. You can't force people to be rangers, Kira countered. Besides, they have to be feeling pretty useless around here with nothing to do. It's got to be even worse for them because we're using their gear to fight the monsters. The others nodded in acceptance. For the moment, the overdrive rangers couldn't do this. It didn't mean that they had to be happy about it, though. Alright, now that that's done, let's see if we can get Alpha-6 back online, Jason reminded them. Why do you want him back online? In fact, why are you even here? Adam asked Jason angrily. The memory of the lava lizards that Jason had mutilated was still fresh in his mind. I was merely buying the rest of you time to get Alpha out of here, Jason countered his friend. It's not my fault that I'm better trained than those things. Besides, in case you hadn't noticed, they were the ones to draw out blades first. I just dealt with them. You know, Andrew Hartford cut in. If the two of you are going to continue fighting monsters, it might help if the pair of you were to go through the DNA Enhancer as well, so that you would have extra abilities con to contribute to the fight. Look at how well the others managed to use their abilities to fight with. This would also make it so that you wouldn't have to worry about things like the sword. The two Zordon Generation Rangers shook their heads. While we appreciate the offer, Mr. Hartford, I think that the two of us can say without hesitation that we are more than happy with the way things are with us now. Besides, while our way may be a bit old-fashioned, it does get the job done. Adam let out a bit of a smirk as he recalled how he had managed to defeat the Chillers without the aid of any enhancements like the others had been required to. It was a good ego-stroker. He's right. Neither of us require the added power that your equipment would give us. We need to worry about this anyways, the Black Ranger said, motioning toward the crate that they had retrieved from Angel Grove. Very well, Mr. Hartford said, glad to see that the pair was willing to stop themselves from accessing other powers even when they had the chance. Come on, we have work to do, Adam said, turning back toward the crate. Jason nodded, and the trio soon got to work on restoring the robot. Where's Mac anyways? Adam questioned later on. I thought that he would have wanted to be here as we got Alpha back up and running. Mac decided to go and talk with the other members of Operation Overdrive. They may be a while before they are able to help us. Of course, once we get Alpha up and running, it may not take us all that long to get the Overdrive powers going again, and then it will only be a matter of time before I find them again. In fact, if Mac has gone to gather them together, for whatever reason he has, it will save time and effort on my part in tracking all of them down again if they're all in the same area, making it easier to find. Well, here's hoping, Adam said as he flipped a switch. Jason and Adam both grinned as they helped the robot back up. While he wasn't Alpha 5, he was the next best thing as far as they were concerned. Jason stood on a hill and watched as the group of rangers, past and present, stood up against the assembled army that Thrax had managed to assemble. He chuckled a bit as he watched the explosion that erupted from the multiple morphs. He watched hungrily as they battled. He hated this part, unable to do anything to help them while they battled it out with the army. I wish I dared, he grumbled, but I will have to keep them all safe. None will be safe if Thrax and his followers are allowed to get their hands on the gems, Jason. As much as you fear it, the power calls out to you once again, the Sentinel Knight said as he appeared with a flash of gold. Can you take the chance and help the people that you care about? Jason did his best to ignore the voice of the now solid being. They need your power to help them, Ranger. Besides, a new voice said as it appeared above the two, you really should help. Mystic Mother, Jason greeted nervously, knowing that by the look in her eye and the tone of voice that she was not happy with him over something. Rita usually got that look when she thought about her failed plans. Yes, yes, it's me. I know I look like my sister, and you have trouble believing that I'm not her. But remember, she was locked away for 10,000 years on the moon. There is no way that she and I could have been the same, my mystic night of time. Now go and destroy this creature of darkness that she created. Mystic Mother ordered the Lady of the Lake's chosen champion. We that fight with good magic have worked too hard to let one with all of his dark magic to roam the planet. 
Once a ranger, always a ranger, Jason said, nodding. I guess I have to whether I want to or not. Indeed, the golden figure said. Here, I believe you will need this, the figure said, throwing something toward the ranger. Jason caught the item and grinned at the weapon that he had once carried into battle. I'll have to ask how you got this thing later, he said as he twirled the weapon, remembering other fights he had used this weapon. Of course, I must now prepare myself for the battle to come, the Sentinel Knight explained. I doubt that the battle with Thrax will be an easy one. Jason nodded as the knight disappeared in a flash of light. Guess it's time to do this. Not quite so fast, Ranger, a voice said as a figure stepped out from behind a boulder. That ranger weapon in your hand isn't something that you'll be using, so you might as well put it down now. Jason groaned as he realized that another immortal had found him. In case it escaped your notice, the fate of the world is being fought for down there. He growled out as he gestured down to where the others were all fighting for the sake of the world. I really don't have time for this. I think you'll need to make time, Ranger. I am Hampton, and I shall destroy you and take all of your power for myself. We'll deal with our business later. Right now I have to help some friends of mine. Jason returned as he focused on the weapon in his hand. It's Morphin time, he called out as he felt the familiar energy come back to him. Gold Ranger power. He then charged down the hill. Jason's eyes narrowed as he watched Adam engage Thrax in one-on combat. While Adam was obviously more skilled than he had been when they were teens and was nearly the equal to the creature, it was obvious that it would only take one mistake to turn the fight either way. Adam was on his knees, his axe raised to block Thrax's Z-staff. Jason drew the weapon that the Sentinel Knight had given him and brought it down between Adam and Thrax's staff. There were several sparks as the weapons strained against each other. What? Adam said in disbelief as he saw the figure before him. A black uniformed ranger with a gold chest plate and gold tips to the gloves and boots. The helmet faceplate was shaped like a giant T with three slashes in it. The weapon that was being used to block the Z-staff had a head shaped like the helmet visor, only it was made completely of gold with a red gem at the tip and a golden hand grip in the center. The figure stood defiantly between him and Thrax, protecting him from a deadly blow. Trey? he asked in disbelief at seeing the gold ranger of Triforia standing between him and Zed's son. Guess again, bro, the gold ranger growled out as he protected his former teammate. Jason, Adam said in shock, what do you think you're doing? Those powers will kill you. I don't plan on using them that long, Jason grunted as he finally pushed Thrax away from him. As Thrax regained his footing, he glared at the pair of Zordon rangers hatefully. The gold ranger eyed his opponent warily as he helped the black ranger back to his feet. Gold rush, Jason shouted and charged at the villain. Thrax groaned as he was thrown back. You got him now? I think that the Mercury Ranger needs my help. Adam nodded as he summoned the Defender Vest. Go, I'll deal with this guy. The Gold Ranger nodded at his teammate and ran off to help the other Sixth Ranger against the monster and chillers that he was fighting against. Everyone slowly but surely began to beat their enemies back with a combo attack of one attack from a veteran ranger and rookie rangers either destroying or severely weakening their foes. He couldn't help but chuckled as he watched his and Mercury Rangers' opponents blow up. The pair shook hands, and that's when Jason saw something he wasn't prepared for. The Black Mighty Morphin Power Ranger was laying on the ground at the feet of Thrax. Adam! he shouted as he pushed past the other six ranger and tried to get his friend... He drew the golden power staff back out of its holster. He estimated the distance and time and realized he wouldn't make it even if he were to use a gold rush. He tried moving faster as Thrax brought his staff up to bring a killing blow down when the Sentinel Knight appeared in his sword form by slamming into the ground at the feet of Thrax, causing the son of Rita and Zed to take a few steps back. Adam, are you alright? A worried Jason asked as he helped his friend up to his feet. Yeah, nothing Alpha can't fix, Adam said, rubbing the burn mark on his chest gingerly. Well, wait a minute, you're a ranger as well? The blue Operation Overdrive ranger said in surprise. Of course he is. How else do you think he got invited to that thing, mate? Sander asked to those that weren't in the know about Jason Ranger's status. Although I got to say, mate, that is a bit different than what I'm used to seeing you wear. 
Yeah, well, let's just say that I've finally decided to stop denying who and what I am, the Gold Zero Ranger explained to the Green Ranger. About time you realize that, the Green Mystic Force Ranger told his friend. Adam and Jason were distracted as they looked up and watched the last evil remnant of their time as rangers was destroyed by the Sentinel Knight. His evil legacy is over, the knight decreed as an explosion happened behind him. The two rangers nodded as they remembered their mentor. Glad that his part of the mission was finally over, the dark beings from that branch of the family were finally gone. But we're not, a voice snarled, causing all the various rangers to turn to look at the figures that were now standing before them in a line ready to continue the battle. We'll see about that, Kira said as the Power Rangers lined up alongside the Sentinel Knight. All together, Mac and Jason called out. Everyone nodded as they brought out their own special weapon. Adam placed his hand on Mac's shoulder as he activated the Defender Vest and Drill Blaster so that the pair could share power. The monsters cried out in anger, and the rangers returned the cry and fired from their weapons. The various weapons' energy blasts mixed together as science and magic attacks lashed out against the force. Power Rangers forever, the group cried out as they turned away from the explosion that had knocked the assembled monsters down. The angry monsters snarled at each other and fled while the Power Rangers watched them flee. I'm still having trouble understanding why you hid from us the fact that you're a ranger. Dax complained to Jason as they were all preparing to say goodbye. I had my reasons, Jason said, shrugging the Blue Ranger's complaints off. But I think I may have learned some stuff here and learned how to balance myself. I won't always be able to be there, but when my duties as a ranger come up, I don't think I'm going to run away from them anymore. It's time that I stopped running and started being who I really am. And that person is? Adam questioned with interest. He hadn't told Tommy about what was going on here and figured it could wait till he got back to Angel Grove. Besides, Jason had saved his life by coming back into the game. Sure, he might have been strong enough to block that attack with the power axe, but in reality, he had only ever seen Saba stand up against Zed's staff. Jason smirked at his old friend. People call me the Ranger, Adam. I think it's time that I started being that person. I won't cheat in the game, but I'm not going to let the people that are trying to do evil rule my actions anymore. I'm done being afraid of what someone might do if I were to lose. I'm going to actually start living. What do you mean, afraid of what someone might do? Adam questioned. I've been living the past ten years in fear, Adam, because I was afraid of what might happen to my power if I were to lose. Now, though, I realize that I haven't been living, I've been reacting. It's time I stop trying to be someone I'm not and just be me. I'm a fighter now, Adam, someone who has to do things that other rangers will never understand, or at least I hope you'll never have to understand. A part of me wants to tell you all so much about what it is that I do now, but I can't take the chance that I have to do this alone, or as alone as Kira will let me. Jason joked with a grin as he looked at the yellow dino thunder ranger. Adam nodded as he regarded his old friend. While his tone had been light, near the end, Jason's eyes held a pain and a burden in them that the Black Ranger just wanted to help with. But he had to accept for now that Kira Ford was the only one who could help the first Red Ranger. He would lay off. It seemed that the various Rangers didn't have all the information that they needed, though Xander seemed to know what was being discussed. Though knowing Jason, he had already gotten the Green Ranger to promise not to say anything. Jason might look like a barrel of unthinking muscle, but he was a good strategist and fighter and planned for these sorts of things. I'll back off, he promised, but I hope you get the help that you need. Thanks. I think I finally understand what my role in the Ranger world really is, bro, Jason told his friend with a grin. I just have to remember the lesson that I've learned here. My path isn't the same as other rangers, but I will be there when you need me to be there, he promised the black ranger who nodded in acceptance. Be careful, Alpha. Hey, you know me, the robot said. I'm always careful. Right. The two Morphin rangers echoed remembering the clumsiness of Alpha 5 and 6 and all the near accidents that they had caused, though to be fair, Alpha 6 was less accident-prone than Alpha 5 had been. Kira looked at her boyfriend and the other two before deciding to get involved. Come on, Jason, we have to go. 
You're the one who wants to ride your motorcycle all the way back to New York instead of letting the Sentinel Knight teleport us back, so we kind of need to go now. Jason nodded and grinned, exchanging a series of hand grips with his friend before walking away toward his bike. Adam shook his head as he watched the pair climb onto the motorcycle and ride off. Jason admitted he wasn't a clean ranger, and never would be, but maybe that's something that they needed, a ranger that could make the monsters fear them. He didn't particularly like it, but it's not like they had a whole lot of choice. The group of the various other veteran rangers was turning to their own rides now that the two veterans had parted on somewhat friendly turns. Tori was checking the engine on her van, Xander was preparing his broom, and Bridge was waiting for the other to leave before the Sentinel Knight returned him to the future. They all stopped what they were doing when they heard a loud explosion. The others jerked around, and Adam gasped as he saw the smoke trailing from where the motorcycle had been. A figure carrying a smoking missile launcher stepped into view. Jason, Adam shouted out as he rushed toward the smoking mess that had been his friends in the motorcycle. Tori was at his side, and with a wave of her hand summoned a jet of water that knocked the fire out. Adam, meanwhile, had grabbed the back of each of his friends and tugged them backwards. The pair looked up, seeing that Xander had summoned a large set of his roots to hold the attacker. Adam wanted to attack the man, but figured that he had to check his friends before he could do anything. There would be plenty of time later to be angry. Come on, buddy, you just found yourself. Don't give up on me now, Adam told his friend as he checked his vitals, not hearing anything. He began CPR, ignoring the rips in the Red Ranger's face. He tried for ten minutes until he admitted even to himself that his friend was gone. No amount of CPR was going to bring his friend back. Blast it. Adam growled as he turned back to look at the figure that was struggling against his bonds angrily. Release me, they said angrily. I need to be ready for when he gets back up. You killed him. He's not getting up, Adam said angrily, his hand formed into a fist. He killed them both, Tori said angrily. She hadn't known Jason that much, and hadn't fought with him much, but Kira and Adam had both cared a great deal for him. Kira, though she had bonded with quite a bit, they were sister rangers, not of the same color, but they both understood things that few others did, like being the only girl on a team, and now she was gone. They were both gone. Adam growled angrily as he felt all of his black ranger power coming to the surface. The frog and mastodon were both calling out to him to attack. He briefly wondered if this was the rage that his now-dead friend felt all the time. Was this why he had changed his style? Now take it easy before you do something you'll both regret, Xander warned them nervously, not wanting to see either of the rangers become killers. He understood how it felt. He understood how they felt. Kira had been a friend of his as well, and he really wanted to rip this guy apart. He doubted that it would kill him if the vines were to rip this waste of space apart, but he knew that Jason would want to destroy this waste of space when he came back. They were all distracted as Jason gasped loudly as air filled his lungs. He painfully sat up and glared at his burning bike. He then turned and saw Kira laying on the ground beside him. He checked her over worriedly. Kira, wake up, Jason pleaded. Come on, baby. Jason? Adam questioned in shock as he saw his friend now alive and kneeling over his girlfriend. But how? he asked as he felt his built-up Black Ranger power die down from the rage it had been a moment ago. Shall you tell them or shall I, Ranger? the immortal mocked at Jason with a smirk. Jason growled angrily as he reached for the sword that he kept at the ready. You killed her. Yes, well, you wouldn't fight me or hand over the ranger powers, the trapped figure said, shrugging unconcerned. I had to do something to get what I wanted. The bland and uncaring way he described what he had just done angered the assembled rangers, making a number of them clench their fist in anger, and Xander to tighten the bindings holding Kira's killer even tighter. Jason pulled his sword out and advanced toward the figure that had just killed the yellow dino thunder ranger. She didn't need to die, though, Jason growled at the figure. I told you that if you wanted to do business, it would have to be after I finished saving the world, which, quite frankly, comes before doing some stupid game that we have to fight in whether we want to or not. So answer me this, you fool. Why couldn't you wait to challenge me or wait to track me down when there wouldn't be a crowd? Simple, Ranger. I want your power. 
not just your quickening, but your other power as well. Had I waited, you may have hidden your power away, and I would have had to wait for you to draw them out again. I've hunted you in those powers for too long to allow you to get away now. Yeah, well, now you've... Gone and made me mad, Jason growled at the man. You took something important away from me. Please, she's just a mortal. She would have died no matter what, the other figure sneered at the first Red Ranger. This way you won't have to live with watching her get old and die. Instead, you can remember as she is now without the tarnished memories that age would bring. Let him go, Xander. I think it's time I dealt with this guy, Jason told the Mystic Force Ranger. You sure about that, mate? Because I got no problem holding him here, Xander assured the other ranger. Do it, Jason commanded. Right, Xander said, as with a wave of his wand, the, the roots released the figure. All right, let's do this, Jason growled it, glaring. Get her body out of the way. Right, Bridge and Tori agreed as they began dragging Kira from where the two would fight. Adam, I need you to stay out of this, Jason told the Black Ranger. There's more going on here than you may know, but I can't take the chance that you'll get in the way. I need you to stay out no matter what happens. Adam looked at his friend before nodding reluctantly as he moved from a battle stance to a worried one. Fine, but I reserve the right to kick his butt if you lose. Jason looked at his friend carefully. You'll have to do more than kick his butt if I lose, Adam. He just killed a Power Ranger. What do you think I'm going to try and do to him? Adam nodded in understanding. If Jason lost, he would have to consider if he was willing to take that final extra step, the rage he had felt when he thought that Jason was dead. That rage had scared him. He never wanted to feel that much anger again. Hopefully Jason would win and he wouldn't have to worry about what would happen. Jason nodded to the immortal guy who was holding a saber of some sort along with his name that made him likely to either be Russian or Austrian. He would wonder a bit more later where the guy came from. First he had to deal with this guy if he cared enough later on, he would find out where he came from. The ranger waited as the other immortal moved his body around a bit as he moved, feeling back into his body. Let us begin, the immortal said as he lunged forward, attacking with a deadly slash. Jason blocked the attack and continued his movement by pushing the immortal back and slicing at his opponent, who had jumped back, letting the broadsword hiss through the empty air. The two men circled each other, waiting for the other to make a move that could mean a quick end for the fight. The man lunged forward with an upward thrust that Jason barely dodged by throwing his body to the side. His eyes now held a smirk to them, though. You're one of those kinds of fighters, then, Jason questioned as he got back to his feet. Saying this, he ran at the man who smirked and readied himself, and swung. Jason beat him, though, as he somersaulted over the immortal and slashed out behind him. The other immortal gasped in pain as he stumbled forward, his hand going to his back where he felt the slice mark that the broadsword had left on him. That's why you did that, isn't it? Jason said, motioning toward the motorcycle remains. You wanted me so angry that I'd go after you without thinking. Then your defensive style fighting would allow you to just wait for the right moment to take me out. A favorite tactic of mine that has worked on many an immortal before you, the man said while glaring at the ranger. Finding those that fight with their heart is easy indeed. The fact that most of you barely pass your first decade is of no concern to me. It makes you all that much easier to manipulate. Guess you'll have to try something different with me then, Jason returned. You do know that this is dumb to do with so many witnesses, don't you? Who says there'll be any witnesses when I'm done, though? The other immortal mocked with a laugh. Once I deal with you, I'll merely deal with each of them, and none will be the wiser about our world. Jason responded to this by sending a foot at the man and attacking. Soon, the pair were nothing more than a blur for a few minutes, taking deadly jabs and slashes at each other many of their blows just barely missing, scoring against the other or clinging loudly against the steel of the other's blade. The pair broke apart and began eyeing each other up and down. Amazing that you're so young. You have so much skill and power, the immortal complimented Jason. Had you been around when I was, I can just imagine the kind of battles that you would have joined in. An idealist like you would have been amazing in the various revolutions. You're much more like Duncan MacLeod than his kinsman Connor in that regard. Duncan's the idealist, while Connor is the realist. 
Maybe, but they're both great teachers, Jason returned. They also have honor. The other immortal growled angrily at this. Honor is no more, he said, lunging for it again. Jason met the attack and locked blades with his opponent. He then grabbed the arm of his enemy and pulled backwards as he fell, dragging the pair of them down. Jason's leg came up and he used it to throw the other immortal over his body. The immortal yelled in surprise and shock as the two of them fell and then groaned as he landed against the metal shards that were remaining from the bike. The immortal groaned as he climbed to his hands and knees. He could feel the odd bits of hot metal sticking out of him. He had planned to drive the ranger into the shards, but had been hit by them instead, by the ranger's surprise move on him. Jason flipped back to his feet with ease and turned to look at the immortal that had just killed Kira. He tightened his grip on his blade and strode toward the immortal that had just killed his girlfriend and threatened all the rangers here with the same thing. He stood over the immortal and lashed out with his foot, catching the immortal in the face. The immortal was thrown onto his back with the force of the kick. You don't have the courage to do it here where everyone is watching, the immortal said, smirking as he clawed for his sword. You're afraid of what they'll think of you and how they'll judge you. No, I've already won because you can't do it now. Jason waited for him to grasp his sword before slamming his own blade into the shoulder of the immortal. You'd be amazed at what I'm capable of, Jason growled darkly at the downed immortal. Also, you're not nearly as safe as you seem to think you are. Only half this group here doesn't know our secret. The guys in red and green know my secret, even if I'm not thrilled about them knowing it. This means they know not to get too involved in what we're doing and what is likely to happen at the end. The other two are just too shocked to do anything right now. Jason drew his hand back and slammed it into the face of his opponent a few times. I just wish that I had the time to beat you like you deserve to be, Jason said as he observed the immortal as he healed from the various punches. These guys have all risked their lives for the planet and everyone on it, which happens to include you. And what was it you wanted to do to thank them? Oh yeah, you wanted to go and kill them because they had a power you didn't. Jason kicked out at the immortal, his face expressionless, as he heard the ribs of the creep break. I wish I could do more, but I'm not like you. Jason picked up the other immortal's blade. There can be only one. He then swiped with his blade at the neck of the immortal and calmly watched the head fell away. Jason sighed as he watched the head fall to the ground and tossed the sword to the side. Keep them back, Jason ordered Xander, who nodded as he erected a wall of trees between them and Jason before they could go towards him. The others turned to look at the Mystic Force Ranger, but turned back as they heard the sound of lightning and thunder and looked toward the source of the sound. Xander grunted as he felt many explosions through the earth and the wall of trees catch fire. He hoped that the quickening would be over soon because he couldn't keep this up for much longer. He also had an all-new respect for Jason and every other immortal, though, as the quickening slashed around them all. Being able to stay conscious through this mess was impressive. It also made the fact that there are immortals that willingly chased after people for their quickening all the more insane in his book. Jason grunted as the last bolt of energy died out. He looked around and saw that the ground around him was smoking and that the wall of trees that Xander had made was charred black with small flames licking around it. Jason shook his head as he crawled back toward the body of the other immortal and slowly and painfully stood up. With a grunt, he managed to jerk the sword up out of the arm and ground that they had been skewered into. Everyone all right? He called out to the group behind the tree. The trees fell apart, and the group of veteran Power Rangers looked up at the figure that was standing before them. They were all surprised to see him standing. His body was still singed and smoking. The ground was black in some places, and the fire on the motorcycle had restarted. Adam, Xander, and Tori looked at the destruction that was before them in shock, while Bridge winced as he looked around at the damage that was the result of the quickening. Tori absently waved her hand and extinguished the fire of the bike once again. Where's Kira? Jason asked as he was leaning against one of the tree stumps weakly. Over here, Bridge said, motioning toward where the young woman was laying on the ground. Jason sighed as he looked at the figure before him. He had thought that the two of them would be together for a long time. There was still so much that they had wanted to share, places that they had yet to visit. 
He didn't understand, according to Duncan, Connor, Mythos, and Amanda, she was a pre-immortal. So how could she have died? Had they all been mistaken, or was that just taking a long time to return? He knew that sometimes that the first death was the hardest one to come back from, so maybe she just needed some more time before she returned. Jason turned to look at the others, wondering how he was going to explain this to them. Along with this, if she did revive, she would have the same problem that Tommy represented in his life. He couldn't expect Tommy to not notice the way she didn't age in a few years. And whatever happened when she was forced to take a head eventually, Tommy would find out, though it was likely that Tommy would blame him for the first few years before he realized what was going on. Of course, that would only be a problem if she decided to wake up. He looked up at the assembled rangers, wondering how he was going to get them to leave when the overdrive rangers showed up. Sorry, we were stopped by some goons that the guy hired, Ronnie said as she checked her fellow yellow ranger over. The others nodded in acceptance as Rose began her own CPR on the dino ranger. Bring me the defibrillator, the pink ranger commanded of her teammates. Mac nodded as he opened the case with the medical gear inside. She took the pads and placed them against the Dino Thunder Ranger. Clear, she called out before sending a bolt of energy into the Yellow Ranger. Kira's body shook as they tried to jolt her heart back into working. They continued working, and Jason wondered how he was going to explain this if she came back too late. He guessed he wasn't going to have to find out, he thought, as he heard her gasp, even as he felt the swirling buzz of another immortal's quickening. It appeared that she was now like him, an immortal Power Ranger who now had the dual destiny of not only playing the game, but also protecting the world. Turning, Jason watched as she was slowly helped up, her eyes darting back and forth as she felt the quickening. Take it easy, Rose told her friend. Jason, she muttered. He's right here, Adam assured her. He took care of the guy that attacked you. Kira nodded as she slowly climbed to her feet, ignoring the hands that tried to hold her down. That was not fun, the Dino Ranger said as she looked around herself before her eyes locked onto the source of the buzz she felt. Don't worry, Jason told her as he wrapped her in a hug. I don't think we'll have to worry about that happening again anytime soon. Good, because that was painful, Kira complained to her boyfriend, causing chuckles from the others who realized that she must be alright if she was griping about it. Good. Come on, we do need to go, though. It looks like we'll have to take a car or plane now, Jason said as he looked at the remains of what had been his bike. He was really sad to see the bike was now gone. He had owned that bike since his first death. It had been with him for a long time, and now it was nothing more than a wreck. With a lot of money and hard work, he might be able to salvage some of the pieces and frame from it, otherwise it was a complete loss. Adam sighed as he looked at the blown-apart remains. Come on, you can come back with me and Alpha back to Angel Grove, he told them. Once there, we can get your old motorcycle out of storage where I keep it, and Alpha can run a scan over Kira to make sure she's alright. Jason looked up in surprise at this. He had nearly forgotten that his first motorcycle was actually back in Angel Grove with Adam. Sure, he had willed his bike to his friend after his first death, but he had thought that with all the bad blood between him and the others that most of the things they had been given by him would have been gotten rid of over the years. Thanks, bro. That means an awful to me, Jason told his friend. The fact that Alpha would be able to keep Kira's condition a secret was also a good thing as well. Adam shrugged. He had kept the bike for some odd reason, even though he didn't ride it. It was in great shape. Hey, you saved my neck against Thrax, it's the least I can do. And you did your best not to let your other life intrude onto the rest of us. It's not really your fault that it wouldn't take no for an answer. Who knows, maybe someday you'll be able to tell me what it is that you do, and even more importantly, why you do it. Adam flashed an easygoing grin toward his friend. Maybe someday, Jason said as he looked at his friend with thanks. He then turned away from his friend and looked at Mac. Think your dad would be willing to have these parts shipped to a warehouse in Angel Grove? I have someone there who's good with machines and would probably be able to salvage what is left of it. Of course, Mac answered. It shouldn't be all that much work for us. Thanks, Jason said as he looked 
one last time at the mess of what had been his bike. Oh, so you know that Billy's back on Earth then? Adam said in surprise. He hadn't known that Jason... He hadn't known that Jason was in contact with any other Power Rangers that he served with. Yeah, his first trip back to Earth got him a little off course and he ended up in Briarwood, Jason said, shrugging. So I had to take him back home after I had a bit of a misadventure that Billy and the Mystic Rangers had to help me with. Adam nodded as he clapped his friend on the back as the gold Zeo and yellow Dino Thunder Rangers climbed into the back of Adam's car sitting next to Alpha. The group then drove off, leaving the Operation Overdrive Rangers to continue in their quest of finding the jewels, but secure in the knowledge that there was a good group doing the job of the Power Rangers. So what just happened here? Dax questioned the others, looking at the drop sword and the fallen person beside it. Something tells me that we don't really want to know, Will told his teammate in stunt double. You got that right, mate, Xander said as he made the ground swallow the other immortal up. Thank you.